0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax, and just settle, whatever's going on, just let it fall by the wayside and just remind yourself that God is in you and with you and you are in him and that any concern you have God is already addressing it God himself created the situation you find yourself in now a lot of times we Find that hard to believe. We want to find something or someone to blame for where we are. And the more we can just accept what's going on in our life as an opportunity to know God better, to know him more, to be with him more to be more available to him to receive healing and truth and joy. We may not enjoy the process, but we can endure the process. We can stick it out just knowing that there's a, there's a true purpose to what we're going through. And that purpose is to become one spirit, soul, and body. Now, God is the one who does that. It's not your burden. It's not your effort that changes you. God does it. What we're learning is separate from what God is doing. If you didn't do what we're talking about, any Anything in this radio program ever, for the I don't know how many years we've been doing this, if you just completely ignored everything we talked about, if you ignored God, if you just, you know, turned your back, whatever that may mean to you, on God, it wouldn't keep him from doing what he's doing because he loves you unconditionally. You are part of him. He can't turn his back on you. And remember, your your soul is one with him. I mean, your spirit is one with him. Your soul is the problem. And your soul wants to maintain control. So that's why it may think, oh, I'm just going to do my own thing. Your spirit is going to continue to seek out your soul because that's the goal spirit soul and body to be one so we may think you may think that you're turning your back on god you're not you're deluding yourself so really what we're talking about here is making it as easy on ourselves as possible Recognizing what our job is and what our job isn't. You can't heal your own soul. Only God can do that. It's through your spirit out of your own strength. We can desire to honor God, to please him, to make him to get his attention. And we this is where he changes our minds, he changes our perceptions about what a Christian is, what a relationship with God is. We all have preconceived ideas. A lot of times they're based on what our family has grown up with, or our culture, or our country, rather than what God tells us is the truth. And even what he reveals of himself is a process. He doesn't reveal everything he is to us all at once. We wouldn't be able to stand it. And he wants us whole. He doesn't want to blow us apart. He wants us whole. Now, we don't know what came before. We don't know what's coming after. But we do know that God loves us. And his love for us is unconditional. What what does that mean when we... Continually try to earn it. When we continually try to be worthy of his love, thinking we have to honor him and achieve some recognition on his behalf, to pray the right way, to behave the right way. If if we just all just, spent our time and energy and emotions thinking about and receiving God's unconditional love, that in and of itself would change us. But instead we focus on our own behavior, our own perception of what God wants from us. And that's where we are. It doesn't affect his love for us. it's where we are. It's not a surprise to him. God never says, "Wow, I didn't see that coming." He's never shocked. Hes never he's never caught unawares. He never says, okay, that's, we've crossed the line now. When he gives himself to us unconditionally, it's truly unconditional because it's his nature. It's who he is. God is love, and he expresses that love by giving, giving himself who he who he is. And when we are made one with him in our spirit, he says, It is finished. And that's what Christ paid for. It is finished. We are one in our spirit. And this is where so much of our doctrine we we try to pretzel our beliefs into trying to Combine opposing viewpoints. How can God be a loving, holy God and yet allow us to continue to do stupid and sinful things? Because we do the stupid and sinful things out of our soul, not out of our spirit. And the soul is in process. God's working on it, not you. You know, again, we usually try to maintain control from our soul. We want to believe what we believe. Most of the time we believe what we believe because it accommodates our temperament, how we feel, how we behave, what we're good at. Again, not a surprise to God. But that's not a substitute for relationship. Nothing's a substitute for relationship. But when we recognize that in our spirit, we already have a perfect relationship with God. So now that we have received, we can work on homework. We've already been accepted into the beloved. We are already in the kingdom. We are joint heirs and co-inheritors. We are already seated in heavenly places with God. You already have every, all the eternal life you're ever going to get. You already have it now. So now instead of working on these things practicing his presence, learning to hear him more clearly, and whatever else God is putting on your heart to be working on, it's not so you will become more acceptable to him or that you will please him more. You can't please him any more than you already do. And he is thrilled with you. He thinks you're fantastic. He died for you. So you could be one with him. He's brought you into himself unconditionally. You've already passed every test because Jesus took the test for you. And he got an A+, plus, which means you got an A+. plus. So that's all done. All the debt is paid off. All your sin has been paid off. All the sin you haven't committed, all the debt you haven't incurred, it's already taken care of. You're free. You're free to do that. You're free to sin. You're free to go into debt. You're free to make mistakes, to trial and error. You're free because you're in the kingdom. Now, as we are learning, our soul is not responsive to that freedom. The spirit freedom that we have intrinsically, when you were born again, you got that freedom. It's yours, period. You can't push it away. But that freedom... To enjoy God, to receive His unconditional love, is in conflict with your soul. The freedom of your spirit is in conflict with the control in your soul. Because freedom and control, that's what can't coexist. Your true identity is freedom, is spirit in God. That's your true nature, your true identity, who you truly are. Your soul is trying to interfere with that, convince you that that's not true. Trying to get its own way. Now, it's your soul, like my soul, all our soul, has developed some really bad habits. Now, God allowed that to happen. So we do not enter into self-condemnation. We don't so say, how can God love me because I've done this or because I am this way? Or the mistakes I've made, or I've missed his purpose for my life or I said and did this, that, and the other thing, or I hurt this person, or I failed in this situation, where most of us are very quick to enter into self-condemnation. All that is is your soul trying to maintain control, because none of that is true. God says is true, that he loves you unconditionally. That you are the apple of his eye. That you are his beloved. And you are to be loved. And he embraces you unconditionally as you are now. And he's not going to let your soul stay in the condition it is. Because... Our purpose right now is to become whole, spirit, soul and body. Now, I wonder sometimes well why doesn 't he show us what the end result will be and I think one of the reasons he doesn't or even how did we begin how did where what happened before we came here onto this earth, whatever this earth plane is, you know with time and decay, and all the different complexities of of what we have to deal with here as uh, you know in these human bodies but why do we have to do that you know we don't know what came before we don't know what goes in the future wouldn't it be helpful to know you know so much of what religious circles focus on is the hereafter in order to motivate current behavior That if you do this, 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 and this, God will be happy. And then when you die, you will sit on a throne, walk on streets of gold, and have a crown. Or you'll sit, your mansion will be closer to God's than other people's mansions. So people cling to those kinds of concepts to motivate themselves the soul trying to control or sometimes being effective at controlling. Our approach is the more time we spend with God, the more willing we are to live free. And as we live free, we we give up the desire and the right to know our future. You know, this is so often why we want to have dreams and visions and prophetic, so we know what our future holds so we can prepare for it. Well, if we could do that, we wouldn't need God. Now, dreams and visions and the prophetic, they're all part of our soul. So we don't diminish them at all. We want them to be fully functioning in our soul, but not for the purpose of motivation. Not as a source of our strength, but as a recognition that they are an ability that God has put in our soul to be used, to learn. Just as our bodies, we have our bodies to be used. They're part of our function here on this earth. There's something about our soul that is part of fulfilling God's purpose here on this earth. So I think he keeps our future, what comes next, very close to his chest. He doesn't want us looking to what comes next to motivate, to motivate our present. So that's an area that might be something we all need to look at is, why am I desiring to know God? And taking it to Him, taking it to God It's like, you know, I think I really am just wanting to understand you more so I can get what I want out of you or so I won't make you mad, or so I'll make you happy. Those are all part of the soul. Those are all the soul trying to manipulate God. Again, It's not like it's a surprise. This is what we do. But God's desire is that that soul, your soul, be conformed into its original place. It's an original relationship with your spirit. God loves your soul. He gave you the soul, the mind, the the will, your chooser, and your emotions, your feeler. He gave you the temperament, the character your quirks, your strengths and weaknesses, he gave them all to you exactly what he wanted you to have. You may not think he gave you what you needed, but he knows better what you need. Again, we want to know what tomorrow holds so we can be ready. we are afraid we we function so much out of fear and out of we don't know where we stand with things and god wants us to know and sometimes we get to that point where it's having done all we stand because we've done all having done all doesn't mean things are perfect things have changed things are clear It's just we have done what he's told us to do. So then we stand. We don't cower. We don't beg. We don't get a prayer chain going. We we have asked the Lord, what's going on here? Is there anything I need to do? You know, is there anything you want to say? And even in the middle of chaos, even in the middle of a depression, even in the middle of your world being turned upside down, you can be working, walking in perfect victory. Because you are allowing God to bring your soul into relationship with spirit simply by bringing your hands, putting your hands up, saying, it's up to you, Lord. Okay. I'm not hearing anything else from you, Lord, so I'm just going to count that I've done my part. The rest is up to you. Now, this is in relationship to our soul, in relationship to our spirit. Just as in other areas, people take this out of context and they figure, for instance, oh, if they're a Christian, they don't have to have a job because the heathen will bring in all the gifts all the uh, the wealth of the nations to those that believe and follow their god and you go okay i'm a believer and i follow my god so the heathen should be just giving me all their money again our soul looks for ways of pretzeling belief to accommodating the strengths and weaknesses of each of our soul. We, we want what we want, and if we can't figure out a way that everybody else agrees with, we'll come up with our own way. But God's ways are not our ways. Now you have your path. I have my path. God is revealing his way to you in an individual way and an individual way to me, an individual way for each one of us. What's interesting is we do have things in common that we can and are charged to encourage one another with. This is part of the purpose of this radio program, is to encourage And a lot of the encouragement is centering around don't get caught up in trying to understand what God is doing, but make it a personal relationship, make it a personal plan, get your notebook out, be asking God, okay, what am I supposed to be working on now? It may be something that you've always, you know, been curious about. Lord, I'd like to have dreams. You know, teach me about dreams. Everything everything. Whatever you whatever you want me to know, Lord, I want to know about dreams. It's on my heart. I believe it's from you. Teach me about dreams. Or it might be something totally different. You may be having family issues, relationship issues. And what do we talk about so often that there are three areas that God puts his finger on when we're resisting him. When we're resisting agreeing with him about our true nature and that's our finances our health and our relationships if those any of those or all three or a combination if those keep coming up it might be because he's just simply trying to get your attention it may not be related to whatever that whatever he's putting his finger on for instance he can be putting his finger on your finances but what he really wants to draw your attention to is something in your relationship. It's just he's, you know, we talk about his, his his knocking on our door. That's one of his ways of knocking is getting our attention. Oh, and so many of us, we want to have an angel bring, you know, a message from God. Actually, that's not a good thing. If he has to resort to sending an angel with a telegram, to to get our attention, to give us direction, means we've been ignoring him in other ways. Much rather be able to hear him in the whispers, in his normal voice, spirit to spirit. So as we're working on what's going on in our soul and becoming comfortable with the supernatural realm you are you comfortable in the natural realm are you confident that your eyes see in a particular way now some of us have glasses some of us have a hard time with light we we all see different we all perceive different and then if we even looked at how our eyes take what we see and turn it upside down and all the different but We expect our eyes to work a certain way. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you could no longer see color, that would be a surprise. You'd notice that. You'd notice everything's in black and white. Well, your soul is functioning in the solical realm, which is part of the supernatural realm. You're just not aware of it. So we can increase our awareness and just as we become comfortable in our body participating and functioning in the natural realm, our soul, God created and he gave you your soul to function in the supernatural realm. There are things about learning how the supernatural realm works that we will learn as part of our soul being reconnected to our spirit. God is not going to in nature, uh, ignore the characteristics of your soul just because you do, just because I do. So do not be ignorant. Do not think that this is just something for someone else or for something special you learn how to know how to how your soul functions by reason of use you know you learn how to play the piano by playing the piano you know how to drive a car by driving a car it takes effort at first and you take precautions But you become familiar and comfortable driving a car because you drive a car, riding a motorcycle. You know, at first it's it's difficult, but over time you get good at it. Then it just becomes, you don't even think about it. All kinds of things. Similarly in the soul. Your soul is functioning in the supernatural realm without you even being aware. But God wants you to be aware because it's part of the process of your soul being realigned, reconnected with your spirit. The places, let's say 99% of your soul is ignorant of what's going on around it. That 99% of your soul is resisting being connected to your spirit. So that's why it's important. And we will pick it up there. So hopefully, if you've got more questions, please feel free to drop me a line at diane at org or through Blog Talk Radio. But pay attention to what the Lord is drawing you to, what is interesting to you. Go through your books on your shelves and just see how many books you, if there's a whole bunch of books that you have on one topic and ask, Lord, is that Was that your way of drawing my attention to that field? And is that still valid? Is that where you want me to direct? It's not the thing itself. It's not the dreams itself. It's that you're cooperating with God while he corrects your soul, corrects it and connects it to your spirit. So we'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.